Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Not Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we discuss antique and bizarre media that we have unearthed. I am your co-host, Kat. And I am your co-host, Caleb. <laughs> and to our special spooky Halloween episode will be on... Oh, we should have done a spooky intro. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Do you want to start over? <laughs> I you can if you want to. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. We can leave this in as well. Good. All right. So today we're going to be doing this book. I found this at the Goodwill next to my house. Um, it is a book published by Harvest House Publishers, known Christian publishers, called Halloween, What's a Christian to Do by Steve Rousseau. Um and if you want to know a little bit about Steve, on the back it says, uh, Steve Rousseau is an internationally known evangel- e- evangelist, God, okay, evangelist and best-selling author. He hosts the internationally syndicated radio program, Real Answers. Steve is a professional drummer who speaks to thousands of students and parents each year in citywide crusades, churches, schools, and prisons. It, cru- cru- crusades? Crusades. Oh, oh yeah. no. For someone who really doesn't like Catholics, that's an interesting like word to use. Um, <laughs> he lives in Southern California with his wife, Tammy, and their children, Tony, Katie, and Gabby. And he looks just like the quintessential like 80s, early 90s dad. <laughs> like he's got this black curly hair and, <laughs> and like a really low forehead. I don't know. And he's got like the butt chin. It's just really funny, the picture. Peter Griffin. He's he's like a cool dad. He's a cool evangelical dad. Imagine looking a baby in the eyes, naming it Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you like $3 that that was his dad's name or grandfather's name. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) Anyway. At least call it Anthony. Anthony sounds better than Tony. That's true. Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Pony baloney. So this book was published in 1998, the beautiful year of our birth, as if yes. we were born at the same time. <laughs> we were born. However, well, um, we were, we're only we're only four or five months apart. Um, I was gonna say it was originally published in '73, but that's just when the the NIV was published. <laughs> I don't know why they included that. I guess maybe they have to. I don't know. Let's see. I'm basically, I'm mostly just going to talk about the funny parts and some of the parts I found interesting. I'm not going to dwell. There's some of these chapters are kind of boring and they go into like the apologetics and like, or like both the apologetics and also like the um, ways that you can, you know, biblically prove that Halloween is evil. I'm not super interested in that. You can always get this book on Amazon. I don't support that, but or like online or something. You can find this book online for super cheap. Let's us see here. So chapter one, Halloween, then and now. And this chapter is actually pretty interesting. Um, it is about um, the history of Halloween. And do you know anything about the history of Halloween? Uh, I know that it was a pagan holiday that was kind of like taken over by the church, but yeah, that's basically. that's about it. It's it's kind of it's got a very similar history to Christmas. Yeah, basically, and they kind of go into that, 
and they talk about Halloween then and how it started like as a Celtic harvest festival, Sowen, which I've been to a Sowen party. They're pretty cool. Um, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, but I'm also dumb. So, uh, so basically it's based around the idea people believe that spirits of the dead roam the earth. Um, and November 1st is the beginning of the new year for Wiccans, which we will get to later and how Wiccans are evil. Um, uh, the first is also the day of the dead. So that's a completely different culture, obviously from the Celtics, whole different continent. We've got it. And basically this day, um, as the, whatever it was, whatever you want to call it, it was the day that the barrier between the world and the living broke down on this day. And so people had all these different traditions and stuff. And then, like you said, the early church, quote, adopted and accommodated the traditional religions, religious beliefs and practices of those it sought to convert. And so they created All Saints Day, which was November 1st, um, All Souls Day, which is November 2nd, which was a day for all of the faithfully departed um, of the previous year. Um, they redefined spirits as evil demons and Satan, as opposed to before, spirits was more just kind of like all people like that died you know they can just come back or whatever yeah it's like the church took a thing that was about celebrating people who had passed on and turned it into a bad thing it's like come on yeah. man and then um protestant reformation comes around and they're just like because before the catholic church had all these you know all these different holidays and feasts and whatever. And the Protestants were like, we don't like celebration. We only want to be sad all the time. So, and that's kind of the only interesting parts from the beginning of the book. Because at the beginning of the book, like the first couple chapters kind of feel like, oh, we're going to learn about like the history of Halloween. But no, we quickly devolve into like breaking apart each part of the holiday and saying why it's bad. So first, we've got costumes, uh, uh, chapter two, costume tricks and smiling pumpkins. And here I have written, our author shares an anecdote about trick-or-treating as a child. And I believe this goes on for a while. I'm not going to read it to you. It's kind of boring. Um, uh, we learn more about the Gaelic origins. Um, basically, everything we do now from Jackie Lantern's Jackie Lantern. <laughs> Jackie Lantern. <laughs> from Jackie Lanterns to trick-or-treating originated from the world of demons. Oh, no. Ch and then that's all of chapter two that I took notes on because it wasn't very interesting. Well, I have a, um, I have a, a story. As you oh, know, my I parents are, my parents are, were, were staunchly anti-Halloween. Um, I have only been trick-or-treating twice in my entire life. Once when I was four or five, my grandma took me trick-or-treating dressed as Shrek. <laughs> and um, uh, when I got home, I, I, uh, I narked on my grandma and told my parents that she had taken me trick-or-treating and they got really fucking pissed. It's <laughs> because you're going to fucking hell for you. She went trick-or-treating. And <laughs> then... The next time I went trick-or-treating when I was, was like 14 or 15 years old and I went with a friend um, and 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 now my parents have decided that Halloween is no longer bad um, <laughs> and they have been participating in trick-or-treating in that new neighborhood they lived in and they bought a Halloween costume for their fucking dog. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> 
Are you salty? <laughs> I'm a little salty. And you know what they did last year because they felt guilty apparently they told my brother that he would have to split his trick-or-treating candy three ways between me uh, him and me and my sister to make up for all the years that we didn't get to trick-or-treat they couldn't just buy you candy and say sorry (laughs) (laughs) like hey we were wrong they couldn't say that That would take a lot. <laughs> like you're a grown ass, you're a grown ass adult. Like you can just buy your own fucking candy. You don't need to take it from your little preteen brother. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's that's how it went. So that's my Halloween story. <laughs> well, in, later in this book, we will learn about the different ways that you can still. Like, you can get around celebrating Halloween, but still allow your kids to have a good time. And we'll learn about those mm. different ways soon. Are they called fall festivals? Because I have Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been, I've been to one fall. We'll talk about fall festivals in a minute, but I have been to one Baptist fall festival. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, chapter three. Witches, ghosts, and things that go bump in the night. And we really kind of just... Mostly this is about witches and how witches are evil. (laughs) But we'll start with the poltergeists. So um, poltergeists, as opposed to what you might think. So atheists want you to believe that they're just natural occurrences. And so there are three theories. These are the only three on what poltergeists could be. And I just want to mention one of these is not that it could be like a natural cause or like people believe they're real because of you know different things no there's none of that there's only these three reasons and they are one biblical demons this is the correct answer <laughs> um oh, all oh, other answers are wrong <laughs> <laughs> number two manifested by humans via psychic powers this is one of the wrong answers and three they are the human dead. This is also a wrong answer. Um, and one of the reasons that Halloween is so bad is because it makes people fascinated with ghosts and it leads them to believe in those two other reasons and not that they're I'm actually s- demons. I'm sorry, but the third one literally happened in the Bible. Like, <laughs> King, uh, King Saul brought back the prophet Samuel from the dead to talk to him and ask him questions about why God was mad at him. I'm sure so, he like, I'm sure he has a reason for why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has a reason for why that's not the same thing. I mean, you're talking you're talking to me like my and I grew up Jehovah's Witness as I probably shared on the podcast before. We didn't celebrate any of this stuff and speaking about biblical reasons to not celebrate these things. We didn't, uh, reason Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays is because of the story of, is it John that loses his head? Oh, really? You don't celebrate birthdays because John the Baptist got his head cut off because some bitch wanted it for her birthday? Yes, that is the reason Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. That's really funny. I've always thought that that's the dumbest reason. It was... (laughs) that's like the dumbest reason number one and then number like the at least the other holiday some of the other holidays make sense so like halloween and um christmas like obviously those were pagan holidays like that's why you don't celebrate those things okay that makes sense easter also kind of also makes sense it falls into that category um uh july 4th they don't celebrate because you're not supposed to be patriotic 
and then but the other ones like you're not supposed to celebrate mother's day or father's day <laughs> or like valentine's day okay that kind of makes sense um saint patrick's day there's no it's good reason horny. for that but saint patrick's is probably because it's catholic or something i don't know but yeah <laughs> too irish um or thanksgiving can't celebrate thanksgiving either can't celebrate anything the only celebration what we a ever sad had. like <laughs> sad so but i don't remember at what least Jehovah's the other religions at least have festivals and stuff so you can like hang out and eat but Jehovah's witnesses are like man fuck that we we're we're, we're sad all the time the only <laughs> the, so there's two ba- there's basically two holidays with jehovah's witnesses one is your parents' wedding anniversary. <laughs> um, and that's it. <laughs> it, it. Well, okay. So basically, like, on my parents' anniversary, we would all get gifts for each other. It was basically, like, Christmas and birthday. So we'd get, like, tons of gifts on that day as kids for their <laughs> anniversary. And we'd, like, go have, like, that's a family so day. so weird. Yeah. And then the other one is Memorial Day. So it's basically their version of Easter. But they celebrate it in May. And it is because of, like, the resurrection of Christ. But Interesting. Or wait, no. Is Memorial Day when he died or when he rose up? I don't remember. <laughs> it's Memorial one of those Memorial Day? Things. Memorial Day is when we honor the troops, isn't it? Well, they don't. Well, they call it Memorial Day, but it's not, like, that Memorial Day. It's different. Okay. It must be when he died. I think it's when he died because the witnesses make a big deal about death. So, there you go. And that's the day when, um, which I think a lot of, I don't know if a lot of religions do this, I actually don't know, but that's the day where you pass around um, one glass of wine and uh, one like plate of unleavened bread. And then everyone everyone passes it to to the next person and then the anointed stand up. And the anointed are the ones that are going to heaven, one of the 144,000. That kind of happens um in protestant like it's much bigger in catholic but yeah. um with with protestants the um fuck what is it called communion yeah it's not called um, that, and in my experience with communion was at uh our church where they just passed around a bowl full of crackers and had little tiny um cups filled with grape juice and you would just uh, the pastor would say, you know, this is my body broken down for you, and then you would eat the cracker, and he said, and this is my blood, which was spilt for you, and then you drink the juice, and then it's done. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, with Jehovah's Witnesses, only the anointed, which that's like a, I don't know if I've ever explained this to you, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but um, it's from the book of Revelations, like the, the 144,000 will you know, join God in heaven or whatever. And so mm-hmm. only the anointed ones, which are generally only really old um, brothers of the church, or not, well, they don't call it a church, the brothers of um, Jehovah's Witnesses, they um, partake in the wine and the crackers and then stand up. But everyone else just passes it. And I remember it being a super big deal as a kid where, like, on the way to the kingdom hall, mom would be like, be, you're not you're gonna touch the glass of wine but don't grab it because we don't want to spill it okay <laughs> so like your dad's gonna hand it it's gonna pass it over you and you're gonna touch it and then your brother's gonna touch it and then i'm going to take it because <laughs> it was like you do not want to be the kid that drops like the glass because it was a real glass of wine 
<laughs> so. I would definitely be the kid that dropped it. I remember being extremely stressful every year. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the one <laughs> that does it. <laughs> and we were always late, too. So um, I don't know if it's like this in every kingdom hall, but like they aren't really set up like regular churches. They're just kind of like it's got solid like we're in a hotel conference room feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've, I, um, I get that. And um, But they would have like the main room and then they would also have like the side room with fold-out chairs where you watch through a little window. And so one of the brothers would have to bring the <laughs> everyone in the main room would finish and then he would bring the, the wine and the crackers around <laughs> to the other side. And we would always be there because we were always late to uh, Kingdom Hall. So th- that's a long-winded story to tell. What was this because King Saul? Yeah, yeah it's because so. of King Saul. I was gonna say, it related to dropping a glass of wine. Last time I was at church, uh, it was for a Christmas sermon, and they gave everyone a real candle, like lit <laughs> and, candle, and, and it went up in flames. I, well, no, but I was standing there in the service, holding my candle and looking at the fire, and my brain was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be the reason why this whole building burns down." <laughs> I was like, I will drop this candle. That reminds me kind of um, when I went to that. So when I want to say Samhain because it's spelled like Samhain, but I think it's pronounced so when I went to this, it was out in the middle of the woods. My friend was hosting this and we all dressed up. I was dressed up as a corgi. Q-A-F. Oh, very good. It was super cold. Is that that where that corgi sweater came from? No, I think I, I had already had it. I was being really lazy that year. I'd had it for a while. Okay. No, it's not a corgi. What is it? It's a um what's that Japanese dog? Shiba Inu. Yeah. Anyway, I was a Shiba Inu or whatever. Um, but it was out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere ass South Georgia. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> and there was no moon. There was no light. And I'm just I parked my car and I'm just wandering through the woods and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> beyond that, um, like we had like a little ceremony and everything. And at the end, everyone got like a candle and then you had to put it in like a little bowl of water and like everyone put it in there and then we we're supposed to like pray or something. I don't actually remember. It's been like a whole last year, but maybe pag- maybe candles are pagan too. I don't know, man. They are kind of spooky. That's why ghosts are bad. <laughs> They're actually demons. Just like King Saul. So, um, next point, bats. <laughs> so, let me find this page. I have a quote for this part. Let's see, page 26. So, um, Halloween is the reason people don't like bats. And if you know me, and I know you know me, Caleb, I'm terrified of bats. Not because I don't think they're cute, or worthy of love. I just because they carry rabies. That is my main reason for being afraid of rats. Not rats, ca- uh, bats. I'm not afraid of rats. <laughs> um, okay. And so I had this nice quote here. Um, if you want to learn more bat facts, specifically from Steve, you can get the book. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But Halloween has no doubt helped to create some not so accurate bat facts. But that doesn't mean you should become overly friendly with them either you should never handle a bat any bat you can catch is likely to be sick or injured you may never become a bat fan but at least now we have cleared up some of the more common misconceptions about these important animals fuck you dude what if i want to be a bat fan 
Also, this is a great line. Yet despite all of the positive bat facts, bats are in trouble today for a number of reasons. More than half of all American bat species are endangered or threatened. Most people have a fear of bats. And then in parentheses, Halloween doesn't help. <laughs> I just love that that's like a part of this book about why you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. It's because it's given bats a bad name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone who is scared of bats is scared of vampire bats, which has, you know, little to do with Halloween. I am afraid of um, Edward Cullen, and I'm afraid of rabies, so that's why I'm afraid of bats. I'm afraid of the Count from Sesame Street. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) One. Okay, okay, okay. So... Within this chapter, we move on to the most important part, which is witches. And so, Halloween has given witchcraft a positive image in society. Oh, this no. is bad. So, um, here's a quote, and I wrote next to it Wiccans re. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Also cool, in quotes, according to Sassy Magazine, is the fact that witchcraft has been a very woman-centered or feminist religion. Ew. Disgusting. disgusting. (laughs) I hate it. Get Um, the fuck out. um, And then I actually learned some cool things about Wicca. Um, So maybe I'll become a Wiccan. I think that'd be pretty sweet. And then um, witches are cool among teens. However, <laughs> witches aren't cool. Get their ass. Hey, yes. you know, like, this is full of shit. I know witches aren't real because if witches were real, they would have been able to push Donald Trump over the edge when he got COVID. That's all I'm going to mm, say. That's true. We're all still sad that he didn't die. So, okay. And if that's a hot take, then that's my hot take. But it's not a hot take witchcraft warnings so we get here uh second chronicles 33 6 uh king messiah i think that's how you say it manasseh king m sacrificed his sons to a false god and practiced uh sorcery which is just a total bummer and it also pissed off god because he God was like, bro, I literally told you, like, don't worship false gods. I don't really know what that has to do with witchcraft. Maybe witches <laughs> are false gods. I guess they are feminists, and feminism is a false god. But And then we also get Galatians, right. <laughs> Galatians 5, 19 through 21, where um, Paul warns us about bad things. And I have another quote here. Let's see, from page 30. So this includes drugs witchcraft and satanism and they're all closely oh wait no that's a quote i need to include okay so it you read galatians 5 19 through 21 and it says what an ugly list of sins witchcraft has been included in and in this list we've got sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord <laughs> discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition blah 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 uh drunkenness and orgies that's also in there Let's see. And orgies. Yes. Um, what an ugly list of sins. Um, and this part's really funny. The word used here for witchcraft is translated from a Greek word meaning drugs. 
In ancient times, the worship of evil powers was accompanied by the use of drugs to create trances. Sound familiar? Drugs, witchcraft, and Satanism are still closely associated today. Drugs and alcohol are also a gateway to some people into the world of the occult. Wow. So, if you'll notice here, they said that witchcraft has been translated from a word meaning drugs. So, if you actually translate it to say just drugs, then it says nothing about witchcraft. That's all I want yeah. to point out. Seems kind of silly. Um, forms of witchcraft. Um, you can get it. You can uh, encounter witchcraft from movies. Oh my god! We what also movies. Does it start with an H? Uh, Hocus is it Pocus. About a wizarding, wizarding school. Oh no! This is pre Harry Potter. No, the book came out. Oh, this yeah, is from ninety eight. When was the first Harry Potter movie? Oh, yeah, but, like, he talks about books and stuff, too. I don't think he ever mentions Harry Potter. Okay, Google. Yeah, but the first Harry Potter movie came out in, like, what? I thought it was When did Harry Potter first come out? The movie. I want to know that book. When did Harry Potter come out? I think the first Harry Potter book came out in 97. Oh, this would be, then. In the United States of America, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released on November 14, 2001. Still never seen that movie. (laughs) Also, Scout, do not walk on my keyboard. This is my favorite fact. Even more than the drugs fact. Fleetwood Mac, the female lead singer Uh. Stevie Nicks, is a self-avowed white witch. Yet she and the band performed in a reunion concert at one of the parties celebrating the inauguration of President Bill Clinton. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so you can get okay so you can run into witchcraft in movies music games on your pc nintendo fantasy role-playing games board games and even comic books oh no <laughs> also what another, is witchcraft listen an- another popular avenue for witchcraft today is the environmental movement Hell yeah, brother. Listen, quote, there's never been a generation so environmentally conscious as the generation of today. The witches are at the forefront of encouraging us to be nice to Mother Earth. While we certainly need to do our part in being environmentally sensitive, we need to be careful not to get things out of balance. As Christians, God has called us to be caretakers of the planet, so just proving what you just said and then he gives some quotes about how you know adam and eve they're supposed to take care of the garden of eden but the bible also teaches us to worship the creator not the creation uh (laughs) yeah um you don't have to worship the earth yeah but yeah but wiccans they want you to be environmentally friendly because they believe in the mother earth so if you're environmentally friendly, that means that you're a fucking witch. <laughs> Don't you understand? Don't you? I love that um, the shit you see on Facebook nowadays was still being talked about, like, you know, 22 years ago. <laughs> For real, though. Almost, yeah, 22 years ago. Okay. 
part two. What in the world is going on? So chapter four. Evil goes mainstream. So then we get some some more ways. This isn't necessarily witchcraft. This is just evil. So things that are just kind of evil that are popular. Skateboarding. Stephen King. Oh, (laughs) fuck. And then there's this... (laughs) There's this great that quote. Was it. <laughs> There's this great quote. No one ever wakes up one morning and decides to go out and become a psychopath. <laughs> it's true. It's it's true, Steve. They don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a mental condition. So. Oh, speaking of mental conditions, um, do you know who Mark David Chapman is? The name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Well, we li- we hear an anecdote about Martin David Chapman. Oh, First no. of all, you need to know that when he was a kid, he listened to the Beatles. Oh fuck! <laughs> I have I have a Beatles story. We can finish this. You may want to tell it now because it's about to get bad. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, we were at work the other day. We were talking with Ron. And, uh, no, we weren't talking with Ron. Ron was sitting in a corner, and me and Thomas were talking about music, and Thomas mentioned that his roommate had never listened to the Beatles. And I said, how do you live your whole life and never listen to the Beatles? And Ron said, it's easy. And I said, what? And Ron said, I've never listened to the Beatles. (laughs) And I was like, and I was like, what? How? And he said, and he said, because I'm a Christian. And I was like, well, I mean, I was like, well, my dad's a Christian and he listens to the Beatles. And Ron was like, if your dad listens to the Beatles and he's not a Christian, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Ron, this is the same man (laughs) that when being confronted about with the F word was being called gay, he said, I love sucking on women's breasts. (laughs) <laughs> but he has never listened to a Beatles song according to him because it's sinful and if you are if you listen to the Beatles you're not a Christian well Mark David Chapman was apparently not a very good Christian as we're going to learn and it's because he listened to the Beatles and it infected him with a demon Oh, no. So, listen. Um, so, as he's growing up, he had imaginary friends that he used to, used to, he used it to cope with his abusive father, who was, like, an alcoholic, and he beat him and his mother. Which, you know, no one's ever had demons, <laughs> real or mental or whatever, from their abusive childhood. But we're continuing. Um, he went to college, but he got depressed and tried to commit suicide, as only a demon-possessed person would do. And then he got True. married and he beat his wife oh, because no. of the demon. Um, and then he became obsessed with Catcher in the Rye. And he As thought he was the main character. So he was basically like, I'm the main character of Catcher in the Rye, which I want to come out with an unpopular opinion. I like Catcher in the Rye. However, I liked Catcher in the Rye as a teenager, and I've never reread it, so I will update y'all at, at a future time on whether or not it still holds up in my 20s. But <laughs> um, And then from there, he killed John Lennon. Um, And then he later told everyone it was because God told him to do it. Actually, in here... Oh, okay, it's him. 
so in this book, he says, um, what should we learn from this? And basically, because he listened to the Beatles and Satan, he did this. Because in the book, he's like, you know, Mark David Chapman said he did this because Satan told him to do it. But if you literally just Google Mark David Chapman, why did he kill John Lennon? It, there's another quote of him saying he did it because God told him to do it. So, like, I think it... Now, this is just conjecture. I think it might have been because he was clinically diagnosed as schizophrenic. I think that might be why he did those things. Also because of his untreated mental health condition and trauma from his childhood. That's But, however, not a psychologist, also not a Christian, so I don't, I'm not trying to diagnose anyone just reading off the internet <laughs> where he was diagnosed by a psychologist as schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the reasons you shouldn't celebrate halloween um note oh yeah the, the note i put in here he was literally diagnosed as schizophrenic <laughs> which at no point does our boy steve mention this i feel like that's an important part of that story nah you don't need to talk about that no 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 anyway chapter five everyone's doing it here he lists, he literally for pages lists a bunch of Halloween episodes from various 90s and 80s TV shows. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to retell all of those. Like he, he'll, he, he gives you the show and then also the specific episode <laughs> where it has Halloween. So this is why you shouldn't watch The Simpsons. <laughs> I hope that he like watched them and was like, ugh, I hate this the whole time. I hate The Simpsons. Sinful. Okay. And then chapter six. Nothing makes me happier than people watching something and getting really fucking mad about it, but they can't stop watching it because they have to get mad. Like, they're just <laughs> making themselves mad by watching it. Me at Twitter. Okay. <laughs> chapter six. Satan surfs the internet. Now, yeah. I'm, now, I want to say, I had super high hopes for this chapter. Like, I was like when I saw the chapter title, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, where am I going <laughs> to learn? What website should I avoid? But, like, he never actually gets into it. He actually just goes into the Bible philosophy and stuff. Um, if you Like I said before, if you really want to get into this and why you shouldn't worship Satan, you can get this book. But we're not a... We're not a, a Christian bashing podcast. I'm not going to get into it. But he never mentions the fucking internet. Never mentions the internet. I'm so mad. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So it was clickbait. <laughs> it was fucking clickbait. It was, and I read that. I didn't even skim. I read the whole fucking thing. Like I skimmed chapter five. I'm like, I'm not reading a list of TV shows written in paragraph form. I was so mad. I'm still mad. Part three. What's a Christian to do? So uh, chapter seven is a view from the book. So we get a list of ways to avoid Halloween. He opens this chapter with like, so-and-so says that if you celebrate Halloween, you'll go to hell. And so-and-so says that the current tradition of Halloween is so far removed from its pagan origins that it's okay to celebrate. And then he takes the fucking middle road and is like, it's up to you and your family. It's like, if you really thought it was up to the fucking family, you wouldn't have written this goddamn book. I'm just like, you fucking pussy. I'm mad. <laughs> this man wrote a whole ass book just to say, eh, you know, it's up to your discretion. Yeah, I know. I'm so mad. Anyway. <laughs> so, then we get chapter eight, which feels extremely out of place at this point in the book. But it's called Halloween ABCs. 
in <laughs> this whole chapter is just about how Satan is in schools. <laughs> so Amen, we, brother. So this is we get this great um this great line. Um shit, I can't even read my own fucking handwriting. Okay. Gone are the (laughs) Gone are the days of the traditional three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic. A fourth R has been added. Reproductive rights. Can we just make that like the description for this episode? <laughs> uh, you're the you're the editor for this one, so that's up to you, man. <laughs> it's just so out of place. Our Reproductive de- rights. There's a demon in every fu- <laughs> in every condom. <laughs> and this motherfucker, he's only got three kids at the writing of this book. And I didn't look to see how many he has, but like, unless unless something's going on, going on that's not not supposed to be going on that way, unless something's broken, you should have more than three kids if you're like quiverful or whatever the fuck. But anyway, anyway, so we learn that school teaches critical thinking, and that's bad because the government is brainwashing the kids. They will train the kids how to have sex with each other. They basically do. Um, so we get this question. They will have child orgies at the school. <laughs> A new jargon has even been designed by those who promote therapy education, which you need. To, uh, this is from a little section within the chapter called a new age in the classroom. And basically this is about how the damn liberals are brainwashing the kids or actually the damn Wiccans. I forgot. Um, this educational language includes phrases like values clarification, behavior modification, moral reasoning, higher critical thinking skills, and holistic education. Disgusting. I'm angry. Nasty. <laughs> and imagine. Then... Imagine teaching your kids about things that happen in real life. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, yes. Okay. Many teachers... T- this is a little bit of a longer quote, but I feel like it's worth it towards the end. There. <laughs> Many teachers today are being encouraged to transform their classrooms into laboratories to experiment on children rather than to emphasize basic life skills. Kids, kids are at a crucial stage of life when values, perspectives, and morals are under attack from TV the print media, and now in their own classroom. What was once supposed to be a safe haven of learning has turned into an occultic minefield of indoctrination and conversion. Trans- okay, Transcendental meditation practices are now being used under the guise of increasing self-esteem. <laughs> Which, number one, I never got to meditate in class. <laughs> I only got to do fucking math. We only got naps in kindergarten. That must be some, like, special fucking private school shit right there. Oh, well, it gets better. Astrologers, palm readers, channelers. 
oh, aka mediums, and even Tibetan monks are being invited to come into classrooms to challenge students, all in the name of critical thinking and understanding a different worldview. I'm honestly I, salty. I never got a Tibetan monk to come into my classroom as a fucking seven-year-old. Me neither. I feel... I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> my oh, parents man. invited a Tibetan monk to come to our house. Oh, that's so good. Basically, conservative values are being erased. Also, yoga is evil. Um, so that's chapter eight. <laughs> <laughs> Tibetan monks. <laughs> Man, I miss I maybe my parents took me out of school for the lesson like in fourth grade where a palm reader came in and told me my future. <laughs> yeah. I f that's why my parents wanted me to be homeschooled. It's all so clear now because our schools were just filled with witches and palm readers and Tibetan monks. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for looking out for me, parents. Yeah, it's probably like they probably took you out because they heard about how they had um, legalized um, allowing children to have sex in schools to teach them about sex. That's probably why they were like, now we're going to homeschool Caleb. They heard about the four R's. They were like, oh, hell no. <laughs> they heard about reproductive rights and they're like, no, my son will never learn about his penis. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> I didn't take my underwear off until I was married. <laughs> Wearing a chastity knocking belt. On the door. Yes. <laughs> Sam made us some eggplant lasagna and I'm extremely excited to eat it. Very good. So we'll we'll go through these next three chapters. <laughs> okay chapter nine why should the devil have all the fun <laughs> that's what i've been saying honestly that is also what i've been saying <laughs> but anyway so here we get some alternatives to halloween they get um more of them are more wild than others so um number one is reverse door-to-door -door evangelic in evangelism i don't know why i keep trying to say evangelicism or some dumb shit but reverse reverse door-to-door -door evangelism which is basically saying like when the kids come to your door with their trick-or-treating bags and shit <laughs> you should um give them a bible tract and like a piece of candy and then tell them that they're gonna go to hell it doesn't say that uh. but that's what i assume uh, I I was gonna say, are they gonna get even give them candy? I think like some people like that would just fucking give them the Bible track and be like, yeah, I'm need to be trick or treating. Okay, and, that's and then, probably how to be the be be the house on the street that everyone fucking hates. <laughs> no, for real. Okay, that's probably the same fucking people that when they go out to eat at a restaurant on Sundays. At Sunday freaking afternoon, they'll be like, hey, darling, why aren't you in church? And it's like, because I'm serving your stupid ass, because I need to fucking work for a living, you <laughs> dumb old bitch. And then you know what? They don't tip you. They leave you a fucking Bible track. There's this one Bible track, and I don't know which church it is that gives these out, but it 
is in the shape of a dollar and it's cut in the front of it looks like a dollar uh, bill and yep, on the but yep, it's yep. actually just a fucking bible track that is the shittiest thing if you do that you're my least favorite person that's my second hot take of the day <laughs> one trump should have died from covid to tip your fucking server <laughs> do you remember hayden at papa john's <laughs> i bet he didn't tip Nah, he used to tell stories about how his grandfather or his father or whatever, I don't know what the fuck. But he said his he the way that he would do it if his waitress pissed him off was that he would put the dollar inside his glass, tip his glass upside down on top of his menu and leave it there. So that like there was no way for the waitress to get the dollar out without spilling water everywhere. And I was like, sounds like your grandpa was a fucking asshole. <laughs> I have this cool idea called get a fucking bus tub and then just dump that shit in there because that's where that water is going to go anyway. It's just going to go in the bus tub. So fuck you, Hayden's grandpa. He's probably dead by now, so it's it's okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go in order of most wild. So we're going to skip to part to number three, Harvest Festival, which you mentioned before. Um, So you you have a Harvest Festival and everyone dresses up, but with no demonic costumes. You should dress up as Bible characters, and mm. then and then have trunk or treat. Number th- number two, Reformation Day costume party. <laughs> that sounds horribly boring. So you're gonna celebrate October thirty first, fifteen seventeen, when Martin Luther nailed those whatever amount of command whatever the fucks on the wall (laughs) or on the door sorry i'm not a protestant i wouldn't know uh and began the reformation (laughs) and so you have all the children dress up as bible characters no demonic costumes and you have a party and then later in the party you gather everyone into a separate room where you discuss the reformation day and why it's important to the children (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. And then number four. This is called Progressive Dinner. And this is on page oh. nine, 93. This is the wildest shit. Okay. Um, so what you do. Progressive Dinner. Encourage. This is a quote. Encourage the kids to come dressed in costumes. And this is for teenagers. Because you don't. Because like teenagers don't get to have as much fun. You encourage them to come dressed in costumes, then transport them from home to home with a different food course at each location. Also plan a stimulating game for each home. Then finish the evening a back at the stimulating church. Stimulating game? Yes, a stimulating game mm. at each home. Then you finish the evening back at the church for dessert in a short devotional talk on evil, the occult, or a related topic. This is this is really delving into our first episode of this fun of fun Things dates. you can do for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Get all the parents in the church together. Make each of them prepare this... you a meal and make up a game for you. I'm surprised this isn't some shit my church did. That sounds that sounds like something they do. Also, you can have a um, he gives an example of a youth pastor in Kansas who has a harvest bash where they have activities, including bobbing for potatoes in mashed potatoes. What the fuck is that? 
How is that better than bobbing for apples? What's the pagan equivalent of that? Like, what? You can just get mashed potatoes in your hair, and that sounds awful. A non-gory costume party. No gore, no demons. A food game team competition. A pumpkin decorating contest. Not a jack-o'-lantern or a jackie lantern Okay. <laughs> a caramel Cutting apple. the pumpkin, sinful. Decorating the pumpkin, okay. <laughs> Just can't cut it. Yes. <laughs> a caramel apple race. Don't know what that means. And a devotion. A devotion on wearing masks and disguises from 1 Samuel 16, 7. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what that verse is, but it still um, cracks me up. What was the verse again? First uh, Samuel sixteen seven. First Samuel sixteen seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, "Do not consider his appearance or his height, or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart." Okay, and. I'm pretty sure. When... So if you're wearing if you're wearing your Shrek costume, God will know that you're not Shrek. <laughs> Just always remember that. Did you talk in like a Shrek accent the whole night though? Because <laughs> I was okay. four years old, I didn't know what okay. fucking. <laughs> Listen. Shrek may be a demonic movie, but let me tell you, every person that saw you that night thought you were Shrek until they heard your dumbass four-year-old voice, and then they said, that's not Shrek. I do remember making, like, a baby cry. That's all I remember. Aw, I bet it was so cute. (laughs) Aw, that's adorable. (laughs) Okay. And then we have chapter 10, um, parenting in a, sedu- in a seductive age. We really, we really go off the rails here. So first oh, we get a no. look. We this get a is look- off the rails? <laughs> yeah, it just, it just really diverges from like what the whole point of the book is. And I guess it goes back to the being a fucking pussy. Anyway, he, he gives... Um, Halloween safety tips. So, number one, make sure your children are wearing warm clothes um, underneath their costumes. Oh, that's a great, that's a great idea. Were you wearing a sweater (laughs) underneath your Shrek costume in South Georgia (laughs) in October? No, see, here's the thing. My four-year-old brain, see, Grandma wanted me to wear a jacket, but I didn't want to wear a jacket because then it would cover up my Shrek um, <laughs> clothes that I had on. And I, would, I was like, how will people know I'm Shrek if you cannot see my Shrek clothes? Well, so, see, um, you didn't you didn't <laughs> think about 1 Samuel 16, 7, or yeah, 16, 7, where we learned that God doesn't care <laughs> what you wear. You could have so, been naked as fuck. So, um, I already failed that one where I, I was not wearing warm clothes. I was walking around in a, uh, a very thin, um, Shrek, like, costume that just fit over my clothes. <laughs> Only allow them to wear costumes made out of fire retardant material. <laughs> you don't want your kids getting lit on fire. <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like this is something we should apply to everyday life. You should only wear <laughs> clothes that are made out of fire retardant material. <laughs> then you can't be set on fire. <laughs> That's I all. Like I like how this say. kind of turned into a safety PSA. Yeah, and it goes on for like two pages too. Anyway, okay. Uh, you also should make sure the costumes are loose enough to allow freedom of movement, but short enough so that the child <laughs> won't trip. <laughs> I'm just imagining some parent with their fucking kid walking like a board down the street because they don't have any freedom of movement. And the parent's like, damn, something's wrong here. I don't know what it is, though. Why did I dress my book? Why did I dress my child in cardboard? What's the problem? (laughs) Believe it or not, falls are the leading cause of accidents on Halloween. And don't forget to decorate costumes with reflective tape or some sort of glow-in-the-dark tape. Oh man, like imagine being the bicycle. fucking nerd kid who got reflective tape taped over his costume because his mom is a safety freak. <laughs> uh, number three, make sure that costume accessories such as swords, canes, and saber lights are made with flexible materials. You no do- real swords. Don't You don't want little Tony to be stabbing himself with a real butcher knife. While he runs around collecting candy. (laughs) Make sure that masks have adequate openings for the nose, mouth, and eyes for safe vision and breathing. Make sure to use only... My child suffocated because my my mask that I made for him didn't have any air holes. I should have read this book before I started letting him go out. (laughs) That's the second leading cause of children dying is from suffocation and Shrek costumes. It's from, because next we get, make sure you use only safe and washable face makeup and body paints. Did your grandmother just use your regular ass greenhouse paint on your face for Halloween? I had a Shrek mask. There was no paint involved. Okay, but, but w- were there eye openings and nose and mouth openings then? Yes. Okay, They were good. very small and they hurt, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Your grandma didn't read this fucking book then, did she? <laughs> she would have known. <laughs> Supply a small flashlight for your child, as well as light-colored or luminous bags to collect their treats in. <laughs> um, I like, I like to imagine that these that this um like this Steve he's never let his children like go trick or treating, and so he's just like, well, shit. I guess like these parents just set their five and six year olds like free into the night, so they need to be fucking prepared. <laughs> Like, anything could happen while these five-year-olds are roaming the town. Yeah, no parental supervision. That's not on the list. Just You just got to equip your kid for survival. Here's, the, here's a good one. Okay, so I'm proving my point here. Uh, number six, work out the trick-or-treating route and times in advance. Emphasize safety rules regarding traffic and strangers. And most important, plan on walking the appointed course with your kids, especially if they are under 12. And then in parentheses, if they are over 12, send them in groups. <laughs> or if they are under 12, send them in groups. <laughs> just imagine groups of children just wandering free. Without adult supervision. <laughs> <laughs> all carrying around knives and such without easily breathable masks and with lead face paint just run <laughs> and then emphasize to your child the importance of bringing candy home for inspection before eating any of it 
So hey, funny, funny yeah. story. Uh, no one has ever found any evidence of poisoned or candy with razor blades in it ever. Anyway, so that's basically the book. All right. Well, that was a wild ride. Um, so I bought this book, I think I already told you this, Caleb, but I bought this book at Goodwill. And then mm-hmm. the same day that I was going to take notes on this last weekend, I went to, um, what's it called? Uh, I went to this bookstore in town and mm-hmm. picked up another book and I'm not going to spoil it, but let's just say it has to do with aliens. When I got home, I looked in the back of my Halloween book and it is mentioned in the other Harvest House reading list at the back. So we're going to have another Harvest House book. Um, and hopefully it's really funny. I haven't read it yet. If it's not funny, Hell we won't yeah. read it. So, But anyway. All right, I'm everyone. excited about that. Make sure you play, play with your Pokemons. Dress up as um, John Lennon. Bye. Have a happy Halloween.